your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom. Kyle Sullivan, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show on our YouTube channel over on the YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, sir. Some good stuff we're going to get to today. We're going to talk about the regular season in general. How much does it actually matter? We will compare this year's team to the team that they are chasing in the 2000-2001 Stanley Cup Colorado Avalanche. And then maybe we'll get to, if we have time, talk about the uh, Kings game that they have Wednesday night. And more, I don't want to say it's nonsense. I just say, like, whenever... The Golden Knights do anything. It's nonsense. They're not doing yeah, anything it's, illegal. It's just, come on. Like we got more Business as usual. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, but first, let's tackle the question of the regular season, because this is the second year in a row that the Abs are really in the mix for the President's Trophy. Won it last year, obviously. We all know what happened. Lost in the second round again. A lot of people are, are because of that kind of standoffish of the president's trophy and saying like, it doesn't mean anything or I don't want them to win it. I don't get all that. Like yeah. when you're a professional athlete, you are out there to win every single game, whether you take the ice, the court or the field. And if you have a, a trophy that is bestowed upon you because you are the best team of the regular season, fine. If it doesn't get you anything, then it doesn't matter. But if it gets you, home ice advantage all throughout the playoffs you want that thing yeah and you're not going to go off of what happened last year you're not going to look at all the metrics of well which team won the president's trophy and did they end up winning the cup the odds of that happening are, are very low because this is a tough sport to play and a tough tough sport to win the championship that doesn't mean you don't go after it no thoughts and uh, honestly the president's trophy it's you mentioned it right there. It's home ice advantage. Like yeah. you need every little advantage you can have going into the playoffs. And we're going to talk about it when it comes to the regular season, but to know that you are victorious over, like if you make it to the NHL, you're doing something right. There's even the bad teams have good players. So if you, if you win the president's trophy, that's something you can hang your hat on. Yeah, and it, it's an accomplishment. It is an accomplishment. There's nothing bad about it. There's no jinx of winning the president's trophy. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like you want to go win that thing for the home ice. And it's one of those things you can look back on. It's like a bookmark of the year. Like you look back and every year you look up, you look up that president's trophy winner. You're like, wow, that must've been a really special team that year. Even if they didn't win the cup that year or not, you're like, I wonder what made this team special. And you look a little bit further. You don't do that with the second, third place regular season team. No. And I, and I think, uh, you know, a lot of it will matter if you can win the championship. You know what I mean? Like it, it, 
what happened to the Avs last year that, you know, you're, you're going to, okay, you won the president's trophy, but you didn't win the cup. That's all fine. That's valid. Like that, that's a valid argument. That's fine. I think regular season comes into play and the regular season is talked about. If the team who wins the cup was the, either the best team during the season or that team that just sneaks in uh, and the last game of the year and it comes down to that last game much like you know the avalanche and blues yeah like if they Mm -hmm. had won the cup that year that would have added to the story you know i mean the story is they were the last team in they had no business being there and they went on the stanley cup if it's if you're the best team in the league it's they had an incredible regular season and it ended in a stanley cup win if you're that middle of the road team it's still big that you win a championship, but your regular season isn't talked about as much. Yeah. So if you if this this if this team wins the president's trophy, is now the the well they're gonna have the most wins in franchise history. But if they have the most points in franchise history, and then they go win the cup, all of that is gonna be talked about forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it it is the regular season. It's the wins. It's the points. It's the cup. It's all one story. So yeah, I mean, it, it Matt, that that's when the regular season regular season doesn't always matter. Like you know what I'm saying, those middle of the road teams sometimes you're not, they just go win the cup. Good for you. You had an okay regular season. We don't talk about that forever. And that's what I was about to get to the the counterpoint of the regular season not mattering. It matters to the hockey fans that watch all 82 games. Like Avalanche fans, if you're watching your games on altitude, you know the names of every broadcaster. On altitude, you know, the birthdays of every player. That's who the regular season matters for. Right. Once the regular season's over, you get probably 40% more casual hockey fans that come in. They see, oh, wow, Colorado's up here. That's cool. Vegas, where are they? I remember them being good at one point. You get the fringe hockey fans that only watch on Hockey Night in Canada, Hockey Night in America. Sure. They come in, and that's when they observe. They're like, oh, they had a good season. Let's go. Because mm-hmm. it's two different animals. Like, you got kind of a glimpse of it in the COVID season. When everything was kind of series-based. And, like, that's the playoffs are different. Playing the same team in a series-type scenario. Mm-hmm. And the President's Trophy... Hang on, Kyle's got a. The honey is not working for Kyle right now. I think you have your, you got your 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 side shooter of honey. <laughs> we're not fully healed over here at Locked On Avalanche. We're we're slowly uh, we're slowly getting better by the day. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. But there's a huge distinction. Yeah. No, he's hurting. between regular season and playoff. Right, and you so, carry this for me. Yeah. So, for what what I was going to bring up was the regular season when it came to uh, y'all bring up the NBA. All right, like the NBA when when the uh, Golden State Warriors beat the Chicago Bulls record of wins in a season, and I, they didn't win it by or they didn't beat it by a game. I think they beat it by like like. Three, I think that I know the Bulls had seventy. They were the first team to have seventy. They went on to win the championship. Golden State, I think it's seventy three. I don't think they had yes. seventy four. That's a lot. Seventy four seems like seventy. They might have been at seventy three, but they lost in the in the final. 
So when you have those discussions of who's the best team of all, you cannot have a discussion of the best team of all time if they haven't won the championship. That's it's impossible yeah. to make that argument. So yeah, you don't talk about that. <laughs> Whenever anybody says that now, you're just going to say Bruno. Uh, you, you don't you don't talk about the Golden State Warriors as, as the best team of all time. You can't. People remember the Chicago Bulls. They won the championship, seventy wins, first team to do that. They had an amazing regular season and it ended in a championship. Golden State didn't do that. So that's where like the, the regular season doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you did in the regular season. For this Avalanche team, they end up winning the President's Cup, the President's Trophy, sorry. <clears throat> and and don't even if they don't win the cup, but they make it to the cup, okay, that's an accomplishment. But no, it's not like you, you the 2000 2001 team will still be the best team in franchise history. Yeah, and it's the reason we still talk about the St. Louis Blues. Yep. The regular season was not great. Yes. At all. They were the worst team in January and flipped it around in the playoffs when you're supposed to. Excellent point. Same with Montreal. They were in the cup last year. Now look at where they are. Right. And if Montreal could have won it, we'd be talking about them like we do talk about the St. Louis Blues. Blues turned it around. That's a great story. That's where the regular season matters and, and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, I mean, but if it's like I'm just kind of thinking of the teams that are in it right now, if it's like the Penguins, if they end up winning it, good, you win the cup. We'll talk about that regular season, whatever. Uh, even the Rangers or St. Louis again. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's those middle of the standings, te- not middle of the standings, middle of the playoff standings teams where you don't talk about the the regular season. But for the Avs, it's something special. What they're doing yeah. right now is something special. And it's it, it's if it ends the way that we want it to end, yes, it's included in the story. I want them to go after a President's Trophy each and every year. I want that. I want to know that we had the best regular season. It makes you feel good. Some people will say, like, I don't want it because you got a target on your back. Target's already on the back of the avalanche. Look at what they've done in the regular season. They're not sneaking up on anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing the avalanche have is being the favorite. Right. It's something new that the avalanche have had to entertain. Yeah. Being the beginning of the year, preseason, everybody's like, keep an eye out for that avalanche team. They're really good. Right. You don't want to be that avalanche team and not have the president's trophy to show for it. Like, yeah. yes, we are that legit. And go wire to wire with Nathan McKinnon and that full star-studded roster. If you go into the playoffs without that President's Trophy, you kind of are a fool's champion. Hmm. Well, to have to have all of all of that hype going into the playoffs, then you're not there. You're like second or third, and you're. I'm I'm just saying from the Avalanche, especially coming off of a President's Trophy Hmm. and doing what they're doing. If you don't go into that playoffs with that swagger, like this team is built to win now, and you hear yeah, that narrative all year long, and then you kind of squeak into the playoffs, you're like, what's this team about? And you're not really like taking them seriously. This team is built to win now, and President's Trophy, you hear Bednar talk about it all the time. That's one of our goals. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. And you want to get in there, and you want to win everything you possibly can because this team is made for that. It's not... We would like to win the cup. This team would love to win the cup. No, we are going to win the cup. We're going to win the president's trophy. We know exactly what we're made for. Yeah. I mean, they don't have the mindset of, of Tampa where Tampa is 
we just want to get in the playoffs. We don't care where we are in the playoffs. We know we can turn it up a notch. That's a risky move to take, but it's worked for them. Um, I don't think the Avalanche want to do that. I think the Avalanche, nope. like they want, they want the story, and the story yep. is all inclusive. So, having talked about that 2000 2001 team, uh, let's let's discuss them in a little bit more detail because uh, when you think back, you just think that it was smooth sailing. All you know, <laughs> twenty years ago, if you lived through it, like we did, um, it it was a stressful time. For, for the ads. Great team. Mm-hmm. But this shows you how difficult it is to win a Stanley Cup. So we'll talk about them. But first, we're going to hear from HelloFresh. And with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's the number America's number one meal kit. So ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in under a week. So they're always they always arrive fresh, all without the trip to the grocery store or the farmer's market. And it's all about convenience with HelloFresh. Not only do the ingredients come pre-portioned, so you don't are so you're not overbuying or wasting food, but it's easier than ever to get filling meals on the table in a snap with options like family friendly or quick and easy recipes. I personally have used Hello Fresh. I don't I don't know if you've ever used it or not. I don't think I have yet, but I'm um, going to. It's I, I my wife and I have used it and we've actually bought it as gifts. It's it's great Christmas gifts for uh, like I bought it for my parents. And my dad like loved to cook. Like I mean he was a Italian dude. So like he he absolutely loves this. But so I bought this for him and I was like, oh, maybe he's not going to like it, but he absolutely loved it. It's and you try like kind of new things and you can go to their website and pick from their menu on what you want to buy. Genuinely, yeah, that- it's really good stuff and it's very simple. They break it down to simple ingredients. If you're like a master chef, you will enjoy cooking these. If you just want to learn how to cook, it's the best place to start. I'm telling you. It, so. That sounds the way you're making it like reading it off it all sounds like something i'm really going to be getting on you will and you can go to hellofresh.com slash locked 16 use the code locked on one six for up to 16 meals and three free gifts once again hellofresh.com slash locked on one six use the promo code locked on one six for up to 16 meals and three free gifts. All right. So we kind of are talking about the regular season, this avalanche team, where they stand, everything all inclusive. So they're getting prepared, compared to the 2000, 2001 team. Understandably. So tied for them with the most wins will beat that soon. Who knows? Maybe tonight. Um, and then the next thing on the list is points which is 118 for the 2000-2001 team. They're on track to do that. Uh, I think they they will. So you're going to be compared to that team. And we're not going to get into the debate of if they win the the cup, who's the better. We'll have that if it happens. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do that now. But that 2000-2001 team ran into a lot of bumps in the road. Like they had a very, very good regular season. This is what we're talking about with the regular season matters. Yeah. I mean, 52, 16, 10 and four. That's when you could tie. 
um, with 118 points. They started off the year with two ties. So remember how the Avalanche started this year? What was their first 10? Were they four, five, and one? Yeah. And remember, like, everybody just going berserk, thinking, like, oh, no, like, jumping ship. And it even after that four, five, and one start, it still took some time for them to get going. Imagine if, like, we had social media back then. And we had ties. And we had ties, right? And and you start oh, 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 and two. (laughs) Um, People would be losing their mind. But what they did after that, they won, I think they won, like, eight in a row let me see one two three four five six seven they won nine in a row after that so it kind of calmed everybody down after those first two games and you know then they just went they just methodically went through the regular season they only lost consecutive games i think two or three times during the season um so they had a very nice regular season five all-stars on the team um, which we should have had that this year, but the way that they're doing things is, yeah, you know, it's hard in a three-on-three environment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the big moves were, you got Rob Blake, you picked him up, and, and you know you you had picked up uh, Ray, Ray Bork, Bork the year the before, yeah. and you were kind of like, you know, is this his last year? A lot of people thought it was going to be, and then they get to the playoffs. Well, first, I mean. It, what do you remember about that team in the regular season? I know it's 20 years ago, so it's not like it's yesterday, but um, I remember it. I remember it well because you, they, they had they had a good team and people were expecting a lot from them. Yeah, I I fell in love with the 96 team. And when this team was really thumping, like it was peak Joe Sackick, peak Patrick Waugh. Like yeah. they were <clears> – <throat> It was honestly just watching what they're going to do because they had that feeling. And especially like how they made their exit the year before, you knew something was coming. And like the, like the team before, I, I think it was the Theo Fleury was the year before. Um, the year before, yes. Yes, I think it was. Yep. Yeah. Was, yep. And you felt like that was the piece to get them through and it wasn't. And with everything that they made and the Rob Blake acquisition, like you knew, okay, this team is set up for something special. And it was almost like one of those spectacle type teams that you would watch just to see what they were going to do. Yeah. Um, and you had Patrick Wall break the, the wins record during that season. Um, and, the, you know, the, everything came to this, this team is set up to win. Mm-hmm. And you got to the playoffs and, for let me see the, the the first round who did they play in that first round uh was it vancouver yeah i think it was vancouver where's the where's the playoffs here um but they went through them pretty easily i think they got through them in five games uh no let's see no they swept them it was four games and then they went to play the kings and that was pushed to seven games so, yeah, second round problems. Uh, the Avs of 2000-2001 had it. They conquered it. But L.A. gave them a series. Yeah. And so they, they struggled to get through that, but they did. They got they got past L.A. And then it was pretty easy over St. Louis. They beat them in the conference rounds 4-1. to one. 
and then in the uh well that's when I, I think in I think in the King series, the game seven of the King series is where Peter Forsberg ruptured his spleen. In a restaurant. Was it in a restaurant, really? Yeah, he was he was sitting eating a steak in a restaurant and well, yeah. he like doubled over. Okay. And they had to- the steak didn't rupture his spleen. <laughs> no, <laughs> the steak's like, hey, I got something for you. Uh, no, but uh, that's yeah, he was eating was a steak. Yeah, and doubled okay. over in the restaurant. So, so they were without him for the rest of of the playoffs, and they they you know took care of business in St. Louis, and then you're going up against the defending champions in the uh, New Jersey Devils, and the Devils had you on the ropes. There was mm-hmm. a moment in that in that series where Patrick Waugh made a bad error behind the net that led to a goal for the Devils. Then it led to, which led to a a game tying goal. And then they scored another one. If the abs, if that had not happened and the abs had won that game, they're up three to one in that series. Yeah. Instead it's tied at two. It goes back to Denver. The, the, let's see. Yeah. Did it go back to Denver? Yeah, because they won that game mm-hmm. to go up three to two. I'm talking about the Devils. So it could have been three one Avalanche, and it turns out to be in when all that's said and done, that play just completely just it seemed like it took the Avalanche out of everything. And then the Devils go up three to two in the series. Complete turnaround. Now you're going back to New Jersey for game six, where they can clench the thing and it's over. And what do the Avalanche do? They win the next two games. Are you kidding me? And we get Ray Borg hosting the the. the I, and I bring all of that up just to say, it's not an easy road. And when we look back on that team, we think that it was just smooth sailing and everything is good. If you didn't really live through it or really like kind of like watch them, but it's going to be tough. The this team is going to lose some games in the postseason. And it builds character. It'll be okay. I don't know. I, I just feel like there's a lot of comparisons between this team and that team. And this is going to be one of them. They deal with injuries. There might be injuries in the postseason. We don't know. But I just bring it up to say, like, things happen. The other teams are trying to. It's basically what yeah. I'm And when you talk about injuries, how would the team overcome an injury? Like, we were just talking about Forsberg. Like, you lose Forsberg in the playoffs, like that's that's big. Yeah, huge. Uh, and it, the Avalanche have already lost McKinnon for a portion this year, Landis Gog for a portion this year, and nothing's been affected. Right, right. Yeah. And when you look at these two teams and like their rosters, like yes, you you romanticize the O one team because you think of you know, all of your, your typical household names that are hanging up in ball arena, but this current avalanche team, we were, we just talked yesterday about who's getting scratched when Landis Gog and Kadri right. come back. Yeah. Like that's look at that roster for the Oh one team. That's not much it. of a discussion. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Joe Sackick lead the team in points with 118. Odd that he had 118 points and the team had 118 points. Uh, Peter Forsberg was next with 89, but he only played 73 games. So he missed nine games. He would have been over 100 
You know, he had, mm-hmm. he had 89 and 73 games. He would have been well over 100 if he had played a full season. Hayduke uh, with 79, Tangay with 77, Drury with 65, Bork with 59. And then you go down from there. And even Adam Deadmarsh. Deadmarsh didn't play a lot that year. He got hurt and he had 26, only played 39 games. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just what's going to happen. And that game seven against the Kings. That was not decided. I mean, that was not a runaway win. In, no. in the third period, it was tied. It was tied in the third period of game seven against the game. I think they ended up winning it like four to one or three to one. They got multiple goals in the third and they put it away. But by no stretch of the imagination was that like a game seven where you're like, oh, you know, this is game seven. Let's get up and let's blow them away. It didn't happen. No. So it's just the toughest sport to, to win a championship. And that 01. Oh, or 2001 team, even as good as they were, had some struggles. And we talk about 01, but the Avalanche have two cups, the 01 and 96. There are years in between. That There was not a lot of shakeup on this roster, really, between 96 and 01. Yeah. So why are there only two cups? It's hard to win. It's not like, easy. The In between, like Dallas got in our way, Detroit got in our way. Um, there were a lot of teams that would get in the way and you have to find And What, how does that sound familiar? That's the current Colorado avalanche. There are teams that keep getting in the way and you find a way around them. Yeah. That's why there's so many comparisons between the Oh one and the 2021, 22 team, because this team, ironically enough, finds a way, right? There's that's that's the the common denominator between both these teams. They they you just feel good when they're out there that they can find a way if they're down to to come back. <clears throat> and if they're up, you feel comfortable that they're going to keep that lead. You do. I know they blew a lead the other day, but, you know, overall, they're pretty good at keeping leads. So, yeah. And um, yeah. And, and when you're looking at it like that and like the stellar goaltending, like you got. Patrick Waugh played, I think it was, let me look, that's 69 games. David Abisher played 29. Wow. Like, yeah, it was 62 to, yeah, 20, 62, 26 split. There you go. Okay. But you, you honestly, when you're looking back, you think it was just the Waugh show. It really was. And And he played every single game in the postseason. I know. One. And I think, no, he played. Okay, but um, yeah, Wah played every game in the postseason that year. Abisher played one, but he didn't start it. <laughs> they took Wah out in a game. So I think, like now with the goalie tandem that the Avalanche have, like yeah, you're not going to have that. Like yeah, Wah pulled him through. Like Kemper and Francois, we talk about that like load management and like splitting the starts and mm-hmm. keeping them both fresh. Like you feel really, really good. Like if you knew you're going into game seven and God forbid Patrick Waugh got hurt and here comes David Abisher. Woof. Yeah. You're not going to feel as comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's another thing this team has on the O one one team that whatever happens, we're prepared. Yeah. Very much so. I agree. So if, like you said, if it goes the distance, we will be having different discussions on because th- it'll be these two teams to you know to knock out who will be the best team in the franchise history. We're not there yet, 
uh, but it'll be a good debate to have if it happens. So um, just know it's it's not easy. It's not easy. Go, go if you want to. I'm sure you can go on YouTube and find some of those Stanley Cup games. I'm sure I, I know there's a like a, a cup, one of those, you know, Sports Illustrated year in review things that they they always do. That's probably up there. Um, I know you can you can search Colorado Avalanche classic games and find about 172 of them. Oh yeah, specifically 172. All right, um, but yeah, it was it was a little bit of a struggle for them, and yeah, it should be because that's hockey. You're not going to blow through it. So, um, all right. The last thing we have to get to today is we just wanted to bring up. Mr. Mark Stone, and because we talked about it yesterday and all the schedules and stuff like that. And it got we got word that, you know, he's coming off of LTIR just as three players just happened to be going on LTIR for the Vegas Golden Knights. They needed to clear cap space to put him in. And they did that. Who did they put on? I have that. I know one of them was Nolan Patrick. Um. Who's uh, I think Carrier was another one. I thought I had it up here. Oh, here we go. Um, yeah, I think it's Patrick, and then there's one, and then their backup goaltender. Where is it? Oh, yeah. Um, Laurent. I think it's Brissois. Brissois. I don't know how Brisois? to say Brissois. I don't know how to say his name. I, I know he played against him, but I don't know. I'm not that familiar with him. Those three guys total just about five million dollars on LTIR which now gives Vegas seven guys on LTIR, which total about $13 million. Did they put them in a whitewater raft and just send them? It's like, <laughs> I absolutely hate this team. I mean, I, what they're doing, there's not doing anything illegal. I get it. Um, it can be done, but like, why? Like they mm. remember I said yesterday, I want the abs to, to play them and beat them and have the avalanche be the ones who knock them out of the playoffs. I still kind of believe that, but another part of me just wants them to miss the playoffs entirely because they're trying to do the circumventing thing. And I would just love to see like it didn't work. You lost. Come, come to the dark side, you. Chris. No, I don't. I don't know. Like it's uh, either way is good for me, really. Like I don't have a preference one way or another. But I just can't stand this team. They seven guys on LTIR. I haven't gone through the other teams in the league. I'm willing to bet there's not another team out there that has three yeah. or four. And they have seven. This team just like, you know, okay, fine, you're doing this. And, you know, maybe it hurts them. Maybe it hurts them for the rest of the regular season because they don't have those guys playing for them, clearly. So their depth is hurting a little bit. I don't know. Uh, just annoys me. You, you think the NHL would have stepped in a little bit and said, hey, there's no way you could possibly – field a team if you make this this signing i mean but of course oh, that's me being the, uh with the eichel one yes i know i know like there's you would that's honestly something that nhl should have kind of vetoed knowing that this is how it's power to do that can they can they uh, first of all they're not going to do it because this is betman's team there's no way in hell that, that Gary Bettman is going to veto a trade. I don't know the rules for that. I don't know if that can well, actually did, be done. Well, I know in the NBA, was it the CP3 trade vetoed from? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bec- I don't, but I don't remember why. It was something about David Stern didn't want a super team at the time. 
yeah. look at your league now. But yeah, um, right. but the I think they would don't they have to turn that into the league office? And yeah, but I think I think the league would just say like, okay, I mean, you have to be under the cap. It, it, it's 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 a line. You got to figure it out. And if you got to get rid of you know and bring however many players and bring up AHL guys, so be it. You that's the bed that you made. So I mean, right now I'm looking at cap friendly. Um, they have, and this isn't, well, this isn't completely updated because they have 12.3 million in LTIR and then this is projected. Oh, okay. So that's different on the daily. Um, 90, I don't know how that works. Their cap hit is $93 million. Is that just not uh, maybe for tomorrow? Cause it, it changes daily. Um, maybe to, I mean, on, tomorrow it's gotta be $10 million less. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm just yeah. Uh, maybe the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, uh, their LTIR is going to have more salary than the Henderson Silver Knights. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it probably does, man. <laughs> it probably does. That's insane. And then the thing is, when you know, so you have you have five million dollars with Riley Smith on there. Um, he's the biggest one. I don't know. It, it's it's a frustrating thing. It's a frustrating thing. It, and it's no different when the when the you know the Lightning did it. I get it. Uh, but that was like one guy. And when the when the Blackhawks did it, it was one guy. Here it's just we're just gonna you know use this as our our you know money pit. And there's nothing anybody can do about it. And this is why we talked about those games that for those teams right before the end of the playoffs, like trying to make that last little push. It's important to Vegas. They want to get in, and they're doing just comical stuff at this point to make sure they win these games. So it's even more reason to root against Vegas and let them start golfing way too early. <laughs> and as we are recording this, the Kings are up 4-1 to one on the Blackhawks. About uh, 10 minutes left in the third on that. And Vegas... With three minutes left, is losing one to nothing to Vancouver as we are recording this. Clearly, you'll know those answers when you listen to this in the morning. So, I would love nothing more than Vegas to make all of those moves and lose. You so, you're saying tonight I'm a Canucks fan? You have to be. Yes. Yes, you are. Cool. So, all right, everybody, that will wrap it up for today. Kyle and I will be back tomorrow to uh, break down the Kings and Avalanche. And anything else that might ha be happening in Avalanche world or around the league. So uh, thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. And go check out Locked on NHL. Get caught up on uh, things around the league. I'm sure including this Vegas nonsense, uh, which will be talked about. Until then, we will see everybody tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we might be doing live stuff pretty soon. I think we have our, our audio stuff all figured out. So maybe we'll do some live stuff. We'll see. We we went from having uh, audio issues to now we're just coughing on air. We're just so, we're just yeah. hacking and yeah, exactly. So there's always something going on. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow to break all the the action down against the Kings. So thank you everybody for tuning in. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. See you guys tomorrow. Go Abs, go. 